On this episode of the AIE Podcast... The triumphant return of the Guildy of the Month. Did you see that trailer? Garrisons, garrisons, and yes, more garrisons. And have you pre-ordered the Shadows of Revan yet? And Abavan is here to talk about Final Fantasy. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. All right, welcome to episode 216 of the podcast celebrating the Aaliyah Ioctaest gaming community. This is Accusad. With me this week, over there, we've got Makala. Hey guys, there's a snickerdoodle cheesecake in the guild kitchen. Please eat it before I do. Ooh, yay. Again. I love that. <laughs> All right, this week we're joined by special guest Abovan, who is here to talk to us about AIE in Final Fantasy. Welcome, Abo. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing, doing great. Doing great, Abo. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Mm-hmm. No uh, problem. Aludra, oops, sorry, Aludra couldn't make it tonight. She's off on secret assignment. You'll have to stay tuned to Twitter to see what that is. But other than that, let's move on to see how everybody's doing. We missed last week's show, so it's been two weeks since we were last here. McCullough, what have you been up to? Well, it would be lovely if I could actually find the time to game, but being the holiday season, it's um, a little limited. Um, when I have gamed, I've been working on, of course, you know, my garrison quests, uh, just did the Iron Wolf quest, and that was a good time. Always be wary of anybody named Fenris is my is my um, piece of advice from mythology. Good rule to live by. Very, very much so. Um, getting ready for a real live event that um, Nevermore and uh, Ozerin, the entire whatever you want to call her, Alakaz's wife, and I are doing in two weeks. Uh, we're doing the uh, Phoenix Fan Fest, which is a smaller new comic convention or going on. So we're Ooh. looking forward to that. Right. Um, that's about it, though. Gaming when I can, though, which is always you know what we do. We're gamers. Yep. And speaking of gamers, a guy who plays all of the games, Abavan, what have you been up to since last time you've been on? Or recently or whenever? Uh, well, um, I've been playing um, a lot of games. <laughs> all I, the games. Uh, not every game, but a, vast, a very high percentage of them. Uh, I've been playing... Uh, obviously, been playing Final Fantasy. It's you know still fun, still still a great game to play. Um, been playing uh, this little this expansion for this little game came out. So uh, with I think it's called War Tiny Death Star. Uh, no, no, no. This no. Uh, a game that has not been pulled from the App Store. Oh, okay. I wish yeah. it was on the App Store. Uh, or all app stores, for that matter. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I've been playing a lot of the uh, a lot of the Warcrafts uh, with the Wolves of Draenor, and that's a, a lot of fun. Been spending some time with that. I've uh, got myself a new iPhone, a super big one. So I got some some games for that, some MOBAs. I got a Dragon Quest IV for that thing, and that's pretty awesome because uh, it's nice. yes, love that game. Uh, but it's old school game. If you haven't played it, it's old, but it's cool. You'll love it. Um, and then there was the holiday bit, you know, doing the fam, the tour of the family. So you know, take a tour of the of the uh, northeast corridor area of the country, up and down. Uh, for those who are not of the United States, um, Thanksgiving is our big eating and not working holiday that we have. It's pretty awesome. I do it's recommend an eating it. Eating holiday. We do nothing but eat for one day. The entire day we eat. Nonsense. Yeah. And uh, yeah. A lot, lots of gaming, uh, lots of family stuff, uh, good times. Awesome. So tell me, what do you think about uh, Warlords of Draenor? What's your, what's your favorite part? Or what have you been into in the game? Um, so I've been, uh, um, I've been playing through, uh, you know, the story as uh, my, as my druid. Um, it's my, um, you know, the character that came in the AIE with, you know, Abavan the Druid. Um, your namesake. Yes, my namesake. Yes. And uh, I've been playing through, uh, the, you know, the garrisons because that's a central part of the game. I've been going through all the zones, all the story stuff. I've been doing dungeons. I became heroic eligible um, this nice. today. Impressive. I've um, oh, finished up. 
No. Not no. Pharaoh. Balance and Resto. Because um, wow. I normally play as Balance. Um, and then I'm playing through, do, do, do. I'm doing less damage than everybody else. What's going on? Google, 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 Google. According to the, the super awesome people, again, the people who are... The min-maxers. Yes. Um, they, they, when they rank out all the DPS on all the characters in WoW, they add do damage. Um, Resto Druids are not on this list for obvious reasons. They're not, they shouldn't be doing that much damage. A little bit, but not that much. Balanced Druids should be doing damage. And on, on all the lists there, they are second from the bottom. And the bottom is uh, my elemental shaman, I can tell you that. <laughs> so it's, that's a little uh, um, discouraging, but, you know, with, you know, and the way I see things, though, with smart gear choices, smart gear itemization that I pick up, you know, make sure I get the, the right, and if I do the math and do the right, get the right items, and with putting the, putting the practice in, it's not something I'm going to pick up immediately, but putting the practice in, I can still be good for what I have to deal with, and for most people, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, with my 10 years of MMO experience that I can make up for some of that little um, being towards the bottom of the DPS chart. Mm -hmm. Or I just heal, which I've been doing raid-wise uh, since uh, Wrath. And we know a good healer is so hard to come by, too, so... Right. Well, I've been ro rolling with uh, the same raid team since uh, since Wrath in in AIE. That's Noogie uh, Knights, right? Yes. Yeah, Noogie Knights. Great um, team. Yeah, it's a good team. Uh, you know, based in uh, in Fortuna, mm -hmm. and um, you know, it's the same same core group of people. We have some people coming back, uh, and uh, you know, we're pretty excited to get started soon. You know, we're adding in some new faces here with with um, the whole flex. Um, Normal everyday flex uh, rating is now flex sized, so I love that people can come in and drop and you know as it you know. Yeah, looking back, you gotta wonder why wasn't it that way to begin with? It's such a great way to handle rating. It is and and mandatory limits. I know, like for our team, it really kind of changed the, the the dynamic, and it made it so. Yeah, real life happens. So, okay, skip this night. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to kill you. Hey, can I bring my friend in? Whatever. It really has embraced the whole friends and family viewpoint of WoW and something that we definitely try to encourage in our guild. Yep, yeah, like our, our raid team's named after it. So. It is. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing that I see out there is that they, uh, the big mantra that you hear from BlizzCon and from the developers is we want you to raid with your friends. Well, here, you know, now you can pick your friends, like your your extended friends and your friends of friends and so forth. You can't say you can be my friend as long as you do eighty thousand bazillion DPS. That's gone unless you want to be that sort of jerky jerk face. Which, if that's your thing, more power yeah. to you. Um, some of us, you know, we want to raid with people that, you know, we want to go and have a a drink with afterwards. You know, a nice you know diet Dr Pepper, because family friendly. <laughs> Yeah, totally great. I just love the, the concept of the way it's changed the game. Although, we probably should move on and do some AI news. Or I could sit here and talk about Draenor all day. We could do an hour and a half easily just on Draenor. Uh, but what have you been doing, Zod? Do what what have you been doing? You missed that piece yeah, of it. Now I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for an hour and a half on the Draenor. Actually, no, go I've been playing it. Worlds of Draenor. I've been playing, um, you know, I've been, I was a, a mage all last expansion. In every expansion, mm -hmm. I tend to switch it up. And I change my character. It's always a big help that every expansion um, Blizzard changes every class, and then for some reason I'm dissatisfied with the class that I have. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I was a huge Resto Shaman in um, Ice Crown Citadel, whatever the Lich King days. Loved that class. Then they came out with uh, the big dragon Deathwing dude, and I feel that they broke Shaman, Resto Shaman ir irreparably. I just couldn't mm -hmm. play them anymore. Uh, the changes they made, I have no idea why they needed to change them. I thought they were perfect. Uh, so I gave them up and switched over to the Mage. No, actually, not the mage. I played. I forgot. I played, I played something else. That period. But anyway, so this expansion, I, th I think I'm gonna go back to the Rustor Shaman and see how well it's doing. See if some of the most recent changes, whether they fixed the things they broke or not. But mm -hmm. I've got to say, a Feral Druid is insane. Feral Druids and Hunters are just nice. mind-bogglingly easy to play. Massive DPS. Take very little damage. 
uh, my wife Prankess and I have been running. Uh, she's been helping my my shaman level because he can't. He really can't do enough DPS to actually run around solo on his own. In either uh, element, elemental or um, enhancement spec, just didn't wasn't putting out the DPS to get through mobs. So uh, she went around. The two of us have been doing a hunter healer team, and I've been healing her, which is not saying much because hunters really don't need heals. Right. Her pets do all the tanking, and then her pet Fred is a great pet, very very good at tanking, even though he's DPS. So uh, we just dinged a hundred uh, yesterday, day before, couple Sweet. days ago, nice. recently, in the very last few days. So. I've got the the shaman is at 100. My my feral druid is at 99 because he flies through content, just like melted butter. He has a blast doing it all. He's fun to solo on. Um, other than that, all my other alts are kind of uh, various stages of sitting in their garrisons, sending people on missions, and not doing much else. I think they're still kind of bored. That garrison Most, feature is so much yeah. fun, though. Yeah, it really is. It creates a whole new mini game that's actually really. Uh, it can be both entertaining and annoying, and the annoying part is what makes some games really good. Like, right, right. And it's so addicting. Fun. Yeah, that's what makes them addicting. I finally got enough you know, resources to do this, or I finally got that one mission accomplished and got this one drop. So I'm just absolutely loving everything about Warlords. I can't think of many things wrong with it, if anything at all. Nothing comes to mind. And it's obviously brought in players back to the game in droves, as we're going to talk about a little bit later. Oh, God. It's definitely brought people to AIE in droves. Which is mm-hmm. something else we're also going to mention briefly later. So, whew, just loving it. So with that, let's go ahead and move on to AIE news. Or otherwise, I will just keep going. So, find my news. That's doctor. okay, too. AIE news. AIE news. Gildy of the Month. AIE would like to congratulate our Gildy of the Month for December. Thugs of AIE Wow. For those of you who do not know, Thugs coordinated an event in World of Warcraft that helped over 130 people obtain a special weapon from the final boss of Mists of Pandaria, Gary Garage Hellscream. This weapon, the heirloom, levels the play levels with the player up to 100. It's also transferable to alts. Thugs worked his backside off to make sure anybody who was interested in getting it had the opportunity to do so, and for that he deserves our thanks. And the we're going and we're reiterating our Gilly of the month and Zaz talking about that right now. <laughs> yeah. So speaking Gilly of the month, the Gilly of the month is a program that lets us acknowledge our outstanding members in the community. If you know someone who you think deserves to be recognized, please send an email to officers at aie-guild.org. We are in the process of getting a more dedicated email set up, but that's our general officer email and goes to everybody. So uh, we'll shout out when we get the new one. So nominations for January's Guild of the Month will be accepted until December 13th, 2014. So that is, you know, month and a half. That's Wait a minute, that's not right, is it? No, it's in two weeks. Oh, that's right. Okay, each month process. we nominate next month's Guildy of the Month. I thought it was retroactive, so I think in November. So, okay, so you have until the first two weeks of each month to nominate the Guildy for next month's Guildy of the Month. And again, this can be someone who's just gone out of their way to do something nice, something helpful. Uh, maybe somebody jumped in to heal when you had your healer leave at the last minute. Maybe somebody went out of their way to help you boost your trade skills. And it's not limited to just World of Warcraft. It's anything in any game we play, anywhere we happen to be. It can even be an extremely helpful guy in the forums who, I don't know, help you fix your computer. So Certainly. if you know somebody in AIE who's done something that is just really outstanding, we want to give them all of the promotion and attention they deserve. So email us at officers at aie-guild.org. And regardless if you're a fan of the franchise or not, it's hard to deny the, the impact that Star, the Star Wars movies have had on the world. In fact, they're why I'm a geek personally. Well, <laughs> last week, Lucasfilm announced the next movie is in the series, Episode 7, The Force Awakens, will hit screens on December 18, 2015. And there was also a small little teaser trailer that was released um, everywhere on Friday, which spread across the internet like wildfire. Dodd, did you see it? Oh, I did, and I lit up. It was hard not to because I was in WoW, and of course somebody logged into the game and didn't realize we'd all been talking about it all morning. So like every five minutes, a new member jumped in. Have you guys seen the trailer? Have you guys seen the trailer? Like, yes, we've seen the trailer. (laughs) So I. I felt like a little geekling again when I was watching that. Uh, just awesome. the, the second, the, the falcon, and yeah, there's too many words. 
I have to admit, I my actually Star the original Star Wars in the theaters is one of my first and earliest memories as a child. I yeah. was seven at the time, which you know, if you do your math, makes me mm-hmm. in the old category. But I remember, you know, people lined up around the block. Yep. Um, I I know, was thing- I saw just after my fifth birthday, and I remember as a five year old not wanting to get up to go to the bathroom because I was so entranced by everything about it. It was awesome. I remember seeing the Star Wars uh, trilogy on HBO, and that was the. Yes. And uh, when when my family first got cable, and that was like the first memory of that, seeing mm-hmm. that on there, I was like, "This HBO thing is going to catch on." <laughs> yeah. Thirty years All later right. comes Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you try to tell your kids, you know, that I try to tell my kids at least that Star Wars changed, revo- revolutionized the entire movie industry, special effects, yeah. things we've done, the way you could tell a story. Because if you look at the story, it's not the story itself is not that bad of a, or great of a story. It's a generic, you know. William Shakespeare's done a hundred of them, but right. it was presented visually in such a way that was just earth shattering. And kids today, you know, they're used to all the modern CGI effects, and they're like, "Yeah, this mm-hmm. looks like crap." It, <laughs> but you think about it, Star Wars did for movies what the Beatles did for music. It changed oh, really? the way we looked at everything. And everyone had goofy haircuts too. So yeah, they did totally. right exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next topic. Uh, this not. one is from me personally. It's I know Mokal doesn't want to. So after uh, four years of doing the show, I'm not sure if I'm above or below four years, but around that four-year mark, I have decided it's time for me to step down from doing the podcast. I've had a blast. It's been amazing to be a voice of AIE for so long and to be so integrated into the community. But I think it's just time for me to pass the chair over to somebody else and let some some new blood come in here. I'll let you guys hear a new voice and maybe let Aludra and Makala take the show in a whole new direction because I know Makala does, is probably not aware of this, but uh, the show that we do now, I I almost built it up from scratch when I joined. Oh, uh, yeah. Nothing against the previous versions, but you know everybody's got their own take mm-hmm. on things, and I think it's time to get a new a new person in here to start a new take on this podcast. So next week will be my last episode of the AI podcast, and I leave it in extremely good hands with Macala and Aludra. As I keep telling Macala, Macala, you need to listen to your first episode on here and your recent ones. You have grown as a podcaster so much that uh, I have absolutely no qualms about leaving the show in your hands. I know it's it's in it's in good care. Well, thank you, Zod. They're huge shoes to fill, and I'm, I'm still under protest. You know this, right? Yes, it is. So. Oh, okay. you, dude. Yes, most I'll definitely. Doing, uh, I still hope to get my uh, Zodcast off the ground again. Yes. Which I've been trying to do. So I'm not going to quit podcasting. I just think it's you know time for me to move off this one and let okay. someone else come in and have some fun. Okay. Under right. protest. Under <laughs> noted. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, as we talked a little earlier in the show. World of Warcraft is huge right now, and one of the coolest features, undeniably, of Warlords of Draenor is the garrison. And um, Thorbias on the forum was kind enough to post some great information from MML Champion about some highly useful add-ons, Master Planner and Garrison Mission Manager. If you don't have them, go take a look. It really does make things a little easier to manage your army of followers. I have to say, I haven't loaded the master plan yet one, but I saw the screenshots, and that will actually show you all your missions, and you have little tabs on the sides with percentage numbers, and you click on those, and it will load the the followers that will give you that percentage. So, you know, I've got a 96%, 72%, 65%, and you say, oh, yeah, this one I'm going to go ahead and throw 92% at. So instead of sitting like I do, mix and matching, drag and mm-hmm. dropping, and just kind of hoping, making random guesses, um, it actually will give you exactly based on who's free and, you know, who can do the mission, what your chances are of surviving it. So... I haven't loaded it yet, but I will be within minutes of ending the podcast. Highly, I actually use Master useful. Plan right now. Ooh, great! And, and it is—it's awesome. So, um, what it, it does exactly what you're saying, but it actually does it uh, you know, one step further. It actually sorts them by, um, yeah, you can sort them by what you can counter. So, right at the top of your screen, uh, top of your list, it, it sorts all your missions, saying you this one, this one here. This one here is level 99, and you you can counter. You can counter this one, and just list them right down and drag them in. When you go and you go about your business, go about your day, and you come back from work or you come back from a, a day of questing, and you go and you look at all your your items that are all your missions. Instead of having the animation, you're waiting for it for the guy to go and fall over, and then you say success or fail. Um, you know, and then click on the treasure chest to get your loot. You're just 
one button and it just says success, fail, success, fail, success, fail on each one and then it just displays at one big screen all the experience that you got for all your followers, what items you got all at one shot so you can see like a single pane of glass how you're progressing through your missions. It's so much easier, so much more, um, it's so much easier to comprehend, you know, what actions your followers do on, on uh, leveling up. And I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, as a developer, that's one of those programs that makes me angry because I didn't think of it first. Certainly, <laughs> I yeah. I could have done that, but oh, someone's thought of it already. So. Oh, wait a minute. Is that me? It yes, is, it is you. me. Sorry. My turn next. I lost Your track turn, of the page. Turn. All right. I got so excited about it. Like I said, I can go on for, for an hour and a half while the great stuff going on. Oh, God, in the yeah. Large. All right, so if you're having issues uh, leveling up followers because – okay, let me phrase this correctly. If you're having issues because you put your followers at level 100 and then suddenly all the missions are level 100, Blizzard heard everybody complain about that, and they've instituted a new way of handling missions. There are now three brackets of missions, the, the 90-94, 95-99, and 100. So if you have followers that fall into those brackets experience-wise, then you will get missions appropriate to those people. Now, the, the downside of this is if all of your followers are 100, and I've got a couple of mine that know that you basically have three followers and they've been 100 for a long time now, all you get are the 100 mission, 100 level bracket, 100 level mission bracket things. Mm-hmm. Words are hard. Uh, but that then you only get like three or four missions because you only get three or four in each bracket. And if you only have 100 follow- level 100 followers, you only get the level 100 bracket. So we had an excellent tip from uh, me. Is it me or my? I'm not sure I should have it. My, I think. My, M-I-Y, who's amazing, mm-hmm. uh, said you might want to leave some of your followers at the lower levels. That way you can make sure to open up those brackets and get those missions. And you can still throw your level 100 followers at them and you know, knock them right out. But uh, if you if you level everybody up to 100, then you're suddenly going to start running out of missions because you only get so many level 100 missions. So thanks, awesome. thanks to Mai for uh, posting all this on the forums and letting us know. Most certainly. And undeniably, World of the Draenor is huge. In fact, uh, membership for WoW has now spiked over 10 million. Before Warlords, we were at, what, 6.8? NAIE personally has seen a major influx of new and returning players. So... We do ask your um, continued patience as we manage those queues. We're going to get everybody in as soon as possible, and I can say everybody has been awesome about it. Yes, we're great. And, of course, if, you, if those of you who don't know, you sign into the game, go into AIELFO for looking for an officer, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes you may find that there is no, no officers in the LFO channel, even though there are officers online, and that's because, honestly, we're trying to play the game too, and there are times when we check out and we actually tend to raid together. Many of us right. have raided together for a long time, so you might find some nights uh, we're actually busy raiding, and we apologize for that, but hopefully... Everybody understands and appreciates the fact that we're trying to play the game too. So uh, give us a little bit of slack. We will get you. Just hang out in LFO. Uh, McCall is actually the one who invites people right in the middle of raid all the time. So I'll tell I you only there. do it on breaks, and thanks for throwing me under the bus. No, actually, it's a, it's a big promotion for you. McCall is so dedicated to making sure people get in that she'll <laughs> do it. No, like, right, if we wipe, if McCall goes down early, that's it. She's over inviting people. Yep, so we'll just yep. let her know when she's been rezzed. So I do not do it on purpose, though. I have never, I have never fallen in battle. <laughs> oh, three people in the channel. I'm gonna go stand in the poop over there for a bit. And <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I have some work to do. No, never done it, and I usually get cast, castrated. No, chastised for not doing it. <laughs> no, chastised maybe, but never the other thing. That's an entirely exactly. different kind of punishment. That would be so. weird. And by the way, in fact, and this isn't in our show notes, but I meant to put it in there. I wanted to throw it out there. To those of you who are joining the guild maybe for the first time or maybe coming back after a while, please understand with a guild our size, we have a number of relatively simple, easy-to-follow rules, but they're very important for everyone to follow in order to keep a guild our size running. Uh, one of those kind of rules relates to guild chat and the things you're allowed to do in our guild chat and things you're not allowed to do in our guild chat that make absolutely no sense if you're coming from a smaller guild. You're like, well, yeah, we can talk about that topic or type in all caps or use file language in our guild. No big deal. Our guild is family friendly and we we have a charge to keep guild chat from getting from being annoying and distracting. Um, it's, it's already distracting enough because there's always great topics going on, especially when right. we're talking about food 
Oh. But, um, more Star Wars so, trailers. More, more Star Wars trailers. But we do ask that, please, if you're joining the guild, read and understand the rules we have, especially the ones for guild chat. That seems to be the the most unusual rules that uh, we have in our guild that other people don't quite grasp at first. Exactly. And okay. Just, just to jump in yeah. on the guild chat thing, um, a lot of people here, they have... Um, that there's a lot of uh, groups within AIE, you know, like raid teams and so forth. Um, a lot of them, they have their own custom channels there that they do right. whatever they want to do with. I mean, it's, I mean, as long as the people you are inviting to your channel, you know, have the same the same mindset there, you know, chances are it's going, you know, you can do what you want because that's not guild chat. Guild chat, think of right. that as more like a loudspeaker. All right, you're taking that, you're, and you're you're broadcasting to potentially thousands of people right. um, that are online at that time. So you know, if you if you want to have like a little little message with you and your little your little inner circle within AIE, that's a great idea to do for just you know a small little custom channel. Just just join whatever what your uh, what your uh, your group name is. Um, mm -hmm. Exactly. And if, and if you're looking for a team, go to those forums. Um, forums are awesome. Yes, they are. Okay, and with that, let's move out of World of Warcraft and jump into EVE Online. Like a game that has totally new rules, completely different rules. Oh, yes. Than, yes yeah, we're not going to try to talk about their rules. No. Rules? I don't have rules, actually. Not yeah, there was there. They're more of um, a set of um, recommendations. <laughs> so, okay, Lengtheris would like to remind all the EVE players to sign up for Fleet Up. Fleet Up is a service, it's a website, that they use to schedule corporate operations, which you can sync to your favorite desktop or mobile app, so that way you don't miss out on anything. It also gives fleet commanders easy ways to prepare for and review the missions they've run, so they can see what kind of contents they're capable of running, and how well they did, and maybe how they can do things better. So, um, and, and a lot more than that. It's basically the kind of whole coordination um, paperwork behind all the spreadsheets in space. So if you're playing EVE and you're not in Fleet Up, you're really missing out on a lot of uh, what's going on in the game. Also, if you're not familiar with EVE, CCP released a video last week that might draw you into this gorgeous game. The video is called This is EVE, and it shows off some of the high points of the game. Shot entirely in-game and voiced by actual players carrying out missions, it's a pretty thrilling look at what goes on in the deep, dark dark recesses of space. If you haven't seen it, we have a link in the show notes, and there's a link to it on the AIE EVE forums. And it is beautiful. I, within the first three minutes, it's, it's like a four-minute video, maybe three and a half, but, but not even halfway through, I start feeling that urge, because I, I played EVE for a good three months solid, mm -hmm. just trying to get my head around the game, and it took, it took a month just to get my head around the game, and then two months of really enjoying it. Um, but before I jump back out and start playing WoW again, but man, I started the first half. I'm like, oh, I want to play again. It looks like so much fun. Um, they're just they're thrilling moments in Eve. I don't think they exist the same level in any other game. Yeah. In that video. Most okay. Move on to AIE in Star Wars: The Old Republic. Now we're gonna have Max on next week to tell us more about it. But the new expansion, mm -hmm. Star Wars: The Old Republic: Shadows of Revan, drops on December 9th. And it's your last chance to pre-order for all the goodies is tomorrow, December, or, sorry, December 1st. Mm -hmm. so is December 1st the last day, or is December 1st too late? No, December 1st is the last day to order um, for, okay. the, for, all, for all the extra goodies. Um, and then after, and obviously you miss out on the, like the one week of extra leveling time or what have you. But yeah, it's December 1st. Okay, so the, the bonuses you can still get up until tomorrow include a subscriber-exclusive class XP bonus, as well as a grand statue of Revan for your stronghold. And who doesn't like statues, right? Exactly. <laughs> There's a great discussion on the forums around what changes to expect with 3.0, particularly around the new commendation conversation and... Conversion, yes. Oh, conversion, okay. Words are hard. Right. So looking at it, they're changing a lot of. Um, I think they're breaking down the con the um, commendations to certain categories, Ooh, and there's a soft cap of one thousand and a hard cap of two thousand. Now I don't play, so I'm not that familiar with it, but that's the information I got from those helpful people over on the uh, Sotor forums. Yeah, yeah, essentially those commendations are uh, you know, your your currency used to purchase gear of various types, um, both leveling and. <clears throat> there's leveling ones, and there's also combinations for uh, end game stuff. And uh, I don't know the details of the changes, but that's that, that's traditionally what they've been. Right. Gotcha. All right. So last up on our game discussion this week is Final Fantasy, and for that we brought in the amazing Abovan. All right, Abo, what is going on finally 
in that fantasy game you play? Well, uh, many things are happening. Uh, many things have happened recently. So we all know BlizzCon. Um, obviously, if for those on the video stream, I picked up a few things from the BlizzCon store there. For those who see, I have loot. Um, yeah, wearing a Heroes of the Storm t-shirt. You yes. have a Blizzard um, pullover. Yes, I am. Um, so... They have a Blizz, uh, They have their own BlizzCon, which celebrates Blizzard games. Well, Square Enix has the Final Fantasy XIV Fan Fest, and that hap- that uh, they did one in Vegas, they did one in London, and they're going to have a third one in Japan on uh, in on December twentieth. Uh, I want to go. So it's a, it was a, well. First off, um, we had um, we actually had a guild meetup in, in Vegas. I unfortunately was not able to go. I was actually. Um, wrapping up with my previous company. Uh, so I could not get off, but we did have quite a few um, uh, members there. And it, it actually coincided with a EVE event that was happening in Vegas on the same days. So there's actually a lot of nerdiness happening in Vegas over a, one weekend. Um, but at this fan fest there, you know, it's a two-day event, um, announcements, um, Q&A panels, um uh, you know, uh, developers come in there, and the big thing that they announced was the uh, their new expansion that Final Fantasy is going to have um, in the spring, uh, Heaven's Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Heavens as in more than one heaven, and then mm-hmm. Ward as in a ward. So Married Heaven's Ward. to the father of, no, the beaver? Not uh, that one. Ward. His name is Ward, right? Ward Cleaver? Ward Sorry, Cleaver. I don't know why yes. I went there. All right. So there, uh, there is a there is a teaser site up now, and it's, it seems to be very um, dragoon heavy right now, from what it looks like. It's uh, a dragoon. Uh, for those who are not not Final Fantasy aware, is um, think of it as a a armor clad uh, pull arm jumpy character. Is probably the best way to put it. A armor clad pull armed jumpy character. Yes. That they is jump, a very vivid. Pull arm. And they jump really high, and then they come crashing down and skewer the bad guys. Now, is this a class, a race, or both? Uh, This is a class, but that's not... That's just a a class that was just featured during the uh, the promo video. So there's a lot of speculation on what that really means here. um, Because, you know, there's many classes in in Final Fantasy. Um, So the big things here is um, new zones, new classes, and they're going to add flying. Uh, to the game because there's going to have like floating islands you'll be able to get to. So uh, you'll have like little flying chocobos. You'll be able to build, have like a little personal airship you can you can cruise around in. And they're going to let us as a guild or in, in Final Fantasy speak free company um, build our own free company airship, which um, mm-hmm. you know, is going to be something that we as a as a group can work towards. Um, they uh, announced they will have new a new race, but they have not announced what that race was. They had a they told us what the race was not going to be, uh, which is essentially a, a ripoff from fi- a Final Fantasy XI. Uh, so they said it's not going to be the this little thing. I can't explain it if you are not a Final Fantasy person. I can barely <laughs> explain it, and I I know what Final Fantasy XI looks like. <laughs> Final I Fantasy can't... is hard. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of history. Uh, it's a long, long. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so. They will have a new race that they will announce soon. Um, they did announce a new uh, one of the new classes, um, the Dark Knight. And mm-hmm. the way they announced it was such saying, "Well, you're not far off." Uh, they said, um, "I like this movie uh, that was directed by Christopher Nolan," and then they and then they put on a T-shirt with a Batman logo on it. <laughs> and so that's how they announced it, unofficially. Mm-hmm. And then they officially announced it in in London as Dark Knight. And then they also have another class, and you know, in, that they are teasing right now, saying it is um, they like the James Bond movies, especially the man with the golden gun. So hopefully, we'll have some sort of gun class of some sort, maybe like a musketeer type thing. Um, I don't know. It, it's uh, it, but they're going to be adding new classes to the game. There, um, the Dark Knight is Dark Knight. It, we know is going to be a tank class. You know, filling one of the uh, the you know one of the main roles. That's really that thing you know is 
you know, just like any other game, there's shorts of tanks and healers. Um, mm-hmm. so adding the new class and new shiny as a tank is a great idea. A great idea. Right. I imagine you guys having raid bosses will now explain their entire plan to you while strapped to some, to some inventive but easy to escape, you know, death device, and then they leave the room. Yes. <laughs> Not a bad idea. That sounds actually pretty cool, actually. That's, that really sounds like most of the raids in, in any MMO ever. <laughs> there's a, and they get stuck monologuing. Yes, there's a gigant, here's a gigantic circle of doom, but as long as you step out of the circle, you're fine. <laughs> but you're not going to step into the circle. That's silly. Oh well, yes, because you step into it, so you can die and then go do invites because the channel's full. Uh, that's true, unless you do right. that. Right, yes. which is always well, a wonderful thing to do, anyway. Um, other fun things: um, mm-hmm. we will be getting um, DirectX 11 in the expansion. Now, DirectX 11 for those non-techy people. DirectX is your Windows way of putting graphics on the screen in a standardized format, and each each version gets more sophisticated than the last one. Um, uh, easily put, DirectX 11 makes things pretty. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. Very yeah, very much so. And um, they're going to be including support for that in the, in, uh, in the expansion, so we're looking forward to that. And the game is available right now on Windows, Windows computers and PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 uh, consoles. Hmm. Um, so if you have a Mac and you don't want to dual boot or boot camp or whatever you do or wine or some other wacky things, um, you're out of luck. Um, but in March to April, you will have uh, there will be a Mac client available, so you can run it within Mac. No rebooting, no playing with wine bottles or other parallel things. Um, so early next year, uh, first first three, four months next year, there'll be a native Mac client. Right, Very so for perfect. those who are Mac-only people, and they say, well, I, I would like to try the game out, but I don't want to run Windows because Macs are awesome. Well, here, here's your chance. Outstanding. That's um, great. Or get a PS4, you know, $400, get you a computer that can essentially play the game. Right. <laughs> um, now, in lieu of that, we ha- um, that's all in the future. That's all down the road. Let's talk about the here and the now. All right. Patch 4.2 came out recently. Um, that one includes... Uh, no, that's backwards. It's 2.4. <laughs> Dyslexia. Patch 2.4. I knew there's been more than two patches, and we're not in the fourth revision of the game. This is the second revision of the game. The first one is, poof, gone, because... You know, let's be honest, the first uh, 1.0 was pretty stinky. <laughs> that's why it is a Realm Reborn. That's, a, that's right. They blew it up and started over. They actually did to the world what Deathwing should have done. Blew it up. I actually have to admit, I like that. The fact they got together and said, guys, this isn't working. Instead of you now trying to patch it, let's just rebuild the dang thing and, and get it right. And make a pretty awesome video yeah. doing so with one of the best uh, video game songs I ever heard. There's that. So, recent patch. Mid, so let's call it like mid, um, within a single expansion pack, you know, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added in a new class and a new job. So they've got, so no expansion pack that the purchase, no, nothing here, just patch, poof. New class rogue with a, with its corresponding job of a ninja. Uh, which is a, you know, a melee DPS class. Um, it uses a you know it's an agility based class and um, it's very it has its own little sneak attack and such and then once you level that rogue up to thirty and you have a pugless which is like a monk martial artist type guy um, you get them up fifteen you you can become a ninja so then you get a bunch of the jitsu skills along with that such as you know causing explosions and general mayhem um, on the battlefield as well as all the the rogue skills that you would have all right um, also. Boys so, ninja. so the, uh, what's, you know, what makes it unique is that it's they added this class mid expansion pack essentially. So that is you know, So it, it's adding. So it, you know, sort of add that 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 flavor in there, and because of the way Final Fantasy works, every character is eligible to be a um to be this class because every class every character can be every class. Mm. I, I've always really loved unique. that about the game. It's very unique. 
Right, and it's you know it's it's, it's cool like that, and there's a lot of cross skills. So, um, like my black mage has some skills from archer, has some uh, some skills from my uh, uh, from my uh, scholar and so forth. You know, put all together to or arcanist rather to be, you know, to to really complete the class out. So there is advantages to playing multiple classes in the game. Perfect. All right. Other things in the patch, you know, uh, they do expand on the storyline like they do on every patch. There's an extension to the main scenario, uh, which is really setting, uh, starting to set up things for the expansion. We will get more patches uh, until there. They did say at least one more major patch will will drop. Um, so this is not the the end of the of the Realm Reborn cycle. So we will have some more stuff on here. Uh, they did add a new primal fight. Primal fights are a large, extravagant boss fight, and that lives up to the Final Fantasy names. Um, no spoilers on there, but if you open up the Final Fantasy webpage, you'll see a gigantic image of the primal. If you want to know what it is, go to it yourself. I'm I'm not in the business of spoiling the game for you. Is that FinalFantasy.com, or what's that website? Uh, it's a... a Final Fantasy XIV, I believe it is, or uh, I, I always go to the Lodestone because that's like the the player portal. Um, Lodestone.finalfantasyxiv.com, I believe it is. Okay. All right. And that's always the that's where you get to the for, uh, the the official game forum. That's where you log into the Mog Station, which is like the little account thing to so you know purchase your account. Exactly. Oh, I gotcha. And you know you look up. It also has your armory on there, so you can look, look up your characters and so forth. Um, they added another another exciting episode in the Hildebrand saga. Uh, Hildebrand is a it's a little quest line that you do when you're when you're max level. Um, that has is not challenging. It is um, pretty much made just to be humorous, just to be fun, and to be silly. Um, and at the end there, they added a old school. Uh, very reminiscent of Final Fantasy VI, which was three in the United States. Um, they added a little fight went in there that's um, you know, just flat out fun. It's not made to be difficult; just made just to be fun. Mm-hmm. So they had, so they added a new um, uh, feature there. Uh, they added a um, a new tier of of rating, uh, which is called the Final Coil of Bahamut. Uh, so you have your the first coil of Bahamut, the second coil of Bahamut, and the now the final coil of Bahamut. Uh, I have not been in that yet. Uh, I am uh, still working on finishing. I I'm still trying to finish the first coil of Bahamut. I'm working on the last boss on the, on the first coil. I cannot beat that boss. And how many <laughs> coils are there? Uh, there's three. Okay. There's three coils. Now we say, uh, you know, turn one, turn two, turn three as like the different wings. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, a wing consists of a little a little bit of trash or no trash and a boss. Normally, it's no, normally there's no trash at all. Now, when they did when they for each uh, when they released the new tiers, they made the previous tiers available through the duty finder, which is like the dungeon finder. And then when you go through that way, you get something called the echo, which is their story-based version of justifying giving you 10%, 20% uh, bonus damage, more health, more healing, and so forth. All right, that's just their sto- the echo, which is their story-based version of saying, all right, here's your buff to make it easier. Got it. Gotcha. Um, also in this patch, there is um, there's a item in the game called Atma, which you need for your relic weapon, which is a, a big long quest line you get once you hit 50 that levels up your weapon as you go through the different stages. And they and it's a, you know, one of the the, uh, the hallmark parts of the game. There's this one stage called Atma farming, and farming is like public quest. You just go to this area, start banging on the bad guys, everyone just running by can participate, and you do enough, you get you get rewards and everybody's happy. Um, you had to do 13 of these little, uh, um, get these little Atma stones, each one in a different zone, through all these fates, and they had, previously they had about a 1% drop rate. Ooh. And you had to get 13. So I spent oh, a good gosh. a good week and a half working on that. Um, sure. Some people are hardcore. They did it in that day. More power to you. Now, if you haven't done that, or if just because the one percent thing threw you off, um, it is now in the 25, 20 to twenty-five percent range. Now is what we're estimating now from how simple it's people. And so people are just banging this thing out, and they're getting the next level of their relic weapon 
uh, completed. It's no longer soul crushing. It is actually um, easy to get your um, to get your uh, your process in. It's nice. I mean, a game's made, you play a game for fun. We should, we should there should be some challenge there, but yeah, you shouldn't hate to do it. Yeah, you shouldn't have to roll a one on a, you know on two ten siders to be able to pick something up. <laughs> Spoken like the true geek she is. You are right. awesome. Right. Yes. And, um, yeah, the next tier is still uh, there hasn't been any change, too many changes to the next tier, but it's actually something that is all just it just takes work. Like, you know, kill a hundred bad guys uh, of different types. Go run these dungeons. Go run these fates. Go run these uh, levies and so forth. So it's all stuff that you can do, and you have immediate feedback saying, "I am now, if I complete this dungeon, I am guaranteed to be one percent closer on this step." You know, mm-hmm. so there's all and so. There's like constant feedback versus up oh, didn't drop, up oh, didn't drop. So this change, take out the RNG, love it. Right. There's no need to be banging your head against it. That's not fair. Right. So we also have some guild news. Okay. All right. Uh, first off, we have casual rating reborn. Um, this happens Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm on the uh, you know, I'm running. I'm, I keep this going here, and it's I'm on the East Coast. Essentially, B level 50 on any class. Uh, sometimes 49, depending on what we're doing. Right? But essentially, you know, we'll hop on. We'll say, all right, we have eight people together. You know, let's make this group viable. You know, tanks, healers, and so forth. What can you do? What do you need? You know, do you need Muhammad? Do you need a uh, need to do um, Crystal Tower? Do you just need to work on your uh, your first relic, doing your first um, first couple bosses there? Do you need to finish up your story quest because the story quest ends with two eight player um, eight player raids, which mm-hmm. they use raids in a liberal term there. It's actually just go through and click through it. <laughs> it's not that hard anymore. Group not, content. Yeah, it's it's not hard anymore because it's you know with the current gear. But um, we just get together. Get eight people. If we do less, we just plug it in through the uh, through the duty finder, and we just do whatever people need to do. No expectations, no prior thing. It's just very casual. You can uh, because of the of how the um we do everything through the duty finder, so people can drop in and or bail out as they need to, and we we do that once a week. At, you know, on Wednesdays, eight to ten. Nice. All right. Great. So, and you know, if we can get eight people together, that's great. So that's less. You know, less chance of getting you know a random person in there that may try to be more you know uh, we'll have less of a chance of someone ruining our fun, and we just want to have a great time doing that. Certainly. All right. Um, garden plots. Um, one of the things we can do with the guild house that you know if you don't know, AIE did purchase a large guild house which gives gives us the maximum number of garden plots that we can have. The garden plots are now open to all guildmates. Um, previously, we did have a, you know, like a plan here, you know, you know, trying to do the cross uh, pollination, germination, and other uh, planty things, and, and people with green thumbs would take care of that stuff. Um, now we, we decided to say, hey, um, if you have a need to grab some seeds, you want to get some seeds, some fertilizer, some water, and some dirt, go ahead and and plant away. Um, now to get the game, good right? stuff. What's that? This is a game, right? Yes, it is. You can go. You can go gardening. Um, fun thing: you can grow minions, which are like Ooh. non-combat pets. You can grow them. Um, you can also get um, chocobo food to raise the stats of your companion chocobo. And and um, once you get to a certain point in the story, your your chocobo can be um, can fight alongside with you during, when you're questing and such, and or doing your dailies or or running fates or whatever you're doing. Nice. So that you can get that and le- level them up past what you can level them up normally just by going out and killing monsters. So that, that adds some, if you want to min-max your chocobo, that's how you would do it. <laughs> and you can also um, uh, grow food for yourself um, or your friends. You can also grow chocobo dye. So instead of having a, a yellow chocobo with you, you can have a hot pink one or a fuchsia or no. mauve. What other Does fun colors? When you dye them, so not annoying. No, no chocobos were harmed in the. No, no, no chocobos were harmed, but uh, you can have the blood, yeah, the, the blood red one, which has always been known as the angry chocobo, uh, which does have the. <laughs> there isn't. There actually is a angry chocobo song that we that 
we came across was like a heavy metal version of the Chocobo song. And it's actually pretty awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I came across in uh, thirteen two. Yeah, fun stuff. I play a lot of Final Fantasy games. You think? <laughs> you do. And which is why you're here, because you are the yeah. expert. I have. I mean, the only only one I missed was twelve. It's the only one I missed, and I just never got around to playing it. I want to sometime. I just it's a timing issue at this point because many games, too many games on uptime. Too many games, too much real life, too much responsibility. Too many bills. That too. <laughs> yeah, bills. Ugh. Well, one more announcement here. Um, I do want to. Uh, we did have a little contest when the exp- when the patch did come down on who was the first person who can get a level fifty ninja and get the first stage of the relic completed. That means, you know, obviously level up to fifty. You completed your class story uh, quest because there's a you get um class quest you need to do every every five levels. So you complete all of those. And then you start the the relic quest, which you can't start until you're level fifty, and then you have to get a couple items, and you have to run a couple dungeons, run a couple trials, and eventually complete your first stage of your relic weapon specific to the ninja. Right. Um, and the winner of the winner of that is uh, Runka. Congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. And uh, 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 one of our officers, uh, uh, Fist, he was able to donate the um, the Art of Eosra book, which includes a the Enterprise Minion in-game reward. And the Enterprise in this game is not the, is not the USS Starship Enterprise. It is actually the uh, the Enterprise in Final Fantasy lore is the name of the main airship that is always present in each game. It's like one of the common themes that makes it a Final Fantasy. So it's uh, a little itty mini airship is floating around behind you that is that is made after modeled after the actual um, airship that you use in the game's story. That's made by Sid, the engineer. Very cool. That's a great prize. <laughs> Um, right, anything still... else going on with uh, Final Fantasy? Well, we're still active. We're still got things going on there. You know, we're, we are in Umami, um, so you know, just drop us an invite there if you're in game and you want to. Um, you, you, know, you can submit an application in the game, and then we can approve you, or we can go go to Umami. Either way, we're going to ask you to create a Umami account anyway, to just so we have record of your character. Uh, so we'll make sure you have have you in there, but. Then you just hop in the uh, hop into Jabber either through the web the web client or through if you have your own client you know hop in there we have an AIE LFO channel oh, I'm sorry AF FFXIV underscore LFO channel in there that will uh, get in touch with an officer and the officer can can uh, drop you an invite nice great um, already so I'm gonna call that our show for tonight while the chat room begins suggesting show titles that means you Sybil go ahead uh, <laughs> that, we want to thank Ababan for joining us hey Abba where can people find you on the intertubes well the, the John rule of thumb is Abovan. A-B-O-V-A-N that means Twitter at Abovan form title Abovan character Abovan uh, or a um, permutation thereof um, but essentially, if it's um, PlayStation Network, Apple Van, Xbox Live, Apple Van, take your pick, so, Apple Van. I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah, there is a theme. <laughs> and if it looks like Apple Van, just like what, a vowel is off or something like that, that's probably me too. But we mostly refer to you as Abo. But, well, because that's we, we shorten everything. That's the familiarity, yes. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, if you want to... Uh, uh, how, if you just want to get some general information about Final Fantasy XIV uh, or Final Fantasy XIV in AIE, um, the, the URL for that takes you to the wiki page for that we set up for that. That is aie-guild.info/ffxiv. So aie-guild.info/ffxiv. All right, thank you, Evan. Great. And if you have questions or comments for our show. You can, of course, email us at podcast at aie-gale.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show's podcast is AIE Podcast. Zod is, of course, at AccuZod. Eludra is at Eludra underscore AIE. And I am at Cyberwave. We record live with video every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can go to the chat room and play along with us on our website, theaiepodcast.com. 
And our theme, of course, was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. All right, now it's time to play all of the great AIE member segments we get every week. This week we've got segments from Epic Diapers, Overly Dramatic News, This Week in AIEU, Mega Minute, Ask Miss Mulgra, and a brand new segment I'm proud to announce called The Outpost by Zarek, which covers all the great stuff you can do in and around your garrison in World of Warcraft. That's a great idea to have something like that. Ramka and welcome to Ask Miss Mulgra, your source on matters of etiquette in Azeroth. Today's question is, have you noticed, since building your garrison on Draenor, several members of the Horde keep hanging around? If you have a privileged position like myself, as an advice professional, you are likely just accumulating a few garrison groupies. Garrison groupies tend to be a bit over-enthusiastic about your work, but they are generally harmless enough. Give them a little task, say, painting your garrison wall. They will happily comply, and you will have a nice-looking fortress. Just be careful, however, about sending garrison groupies out for takeout. I have noticed a suspiciously low success rate for this task. After my groupies returned with their fourth empty box, I am beginning to wonder whether the Rylax really are stealing the pizza. I am Miss Mulgrim. And that is my advice. Oh, gosh. Follow at Miss Mulgra on Twitter or listen to previous episodes at MissMulgra.com. Epic Diapers. This is Six back with another huge load of Epic Diapers. <laughs> yep, it's that time of year again. Pilgrim's Bounty is back for a short seven days, November 21st through the 27th. Hopefully this is not November 28th. What I try to do with these segments is make your wowing more efficient. And holidays are always a great way to advance some part of your character's progression. I personally don't care about holiday achievements, but if you want to quickly level cooking on a tuner 3, it's time to tie on that apron and grab a glass of sherry. Who wants this is turkey way? Did they give us a nice packet of giblets? You can level your cooking from 1 to over 300 in less than an hour. First, Go to Stormwind or Undercity and pick up your bountiful cookbook, which contains all of the recipes you'll need. Start by making spice bread and spice bread stuffing to skill 100. Next, make pumpkin pies to 160. Mm, pumpkin pies. Get over to Orgrimmar or Ironforge. Boy, that's, that's a tongue twister. And make tangy wetland cranberries to 220. Fly on over to Thunder Bluff or Darnassus and make candied sweet potatoes to 280. Finally, go hunt some wild turkeys... And make slow roasted turkeys to 3.30. Also, don't forget to train your cooking as you level. You can follow me at Epic Diapers and follow my blog and hear all of my audio segments at EpicDiapers.com. And remember, it's hard to balance the pew-pew with the poo-poo. Welcome back to another Mega Minute with MegaCode, a minicast on all things Holy Paladin. This week I want to give my input on healing 5-band dungeons in preparation for the upcoming Tier 17 raid content. So first off, I want to say I'm having an absolute blast healing in these dungeons. The difficulty and boss mechanics are spot on. Now I'd have to say that they're, if not just as difficult as the Kata dungeons, they might just be slightly tougher, especially if you're using LFG. LOL. But we truly are triage healing and having to use the right spell for the right job. 
job. Otherwise, you'll find yourself running out of mana or having folks step too low causing a death or wipe. So like always, I throw Beacon of Light onto the tank. Most of my healing comes from spot healing the raid using my filler spells, Holy Light, Glyft Flash of Light, and Holy Shock when off cooldown. With my Infusion of Light procs, most of the time I throw out a quick flash of light onto someone needing a heal, followed by a boosted quick Holy Light onto that same person. Now if we're grouped up, then I might use my Infusion of Light proc with a Holy Radiance if four or more party members need a heal, but very sparingly for fear of running out of mana. And once I've acquired three Holy Power, then I pop a Light of Dawn or Ward of Glory. Now as far as our level 45 talents go, I played around with Eternal Flame, but at the moment, Sacred Shield is my default talent. I really like the mobility of being able to use this while on the move, and I can easily keep three up at all times. Level 75 talents? I have been going with Sanctified Wrath, Glyph with Merciful Wrath to have Avenging Wrath available every minute and a half. Now as far as my level 100 talents go, for raids I plan to use Beacon of Faith for the second beacon, but in 5 mans I'm really liking Saved by the Light for that protective shield that's applied on the tank if their health dips too low. And with the crazy tank damage that's happening in these 5 mans, this talent really has earned its keep. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It's truly all about triage healing, using the right spell for the right job, and managing your raid and healing throughput cooldowns. Now I've said it before, and I'll say it one last time, if you're not using your hand spells, you're doing it wrong, especially Hand of Sacrifice and Hand of Protection. Some fights can actually benefit from Hand of Purity also, so just some things to think about. So I hope this helps out and good luck. If you're on Twitter, come follow me at FFPMark with a C, or check out my blog page at HealingSpec.com. Defective drafting devices defy destruction. It's the Overly Dramatic News, I'm Hunts the Wind. The storming of the Dark Portal by Valiant Horde and Alliance Expeditionary Forces this past week was a thrilling reminder of what can be accomplished when the two factions work together. But an unexpected defect in two surveying telescopes nearly brought the whole counter-invasion to a screeching halt. The magic imbued in the scopes to assist in creating heroes' garrisons went awry, causing the two devices to act as if they were powerful supermagnets. All heroes within 50 yards were drawn together into an impenetrable mass of adventurers, packed so tightly that nobody could find the scopes to deactivate them. The situation was only diffused when the deities of Azeroth interceded and banished the two telescopes through an interdimensional portal. That should have been the end of it, but unfortunately the DDs didn't do a good job at checking where that portal led to. The faulty devices popped up in Buffalo, New York, and immediately began drawing every snowflake within a thousand miles toward the eastern shoreline of Lake Erie. Over six feet of snow has fallen in some areas since the portal event, stranding tens of thousands in their homes. With two to three feet of additional snow expected, this misdirected meteorological mayhem gives new meaning to the words, blizzard warning. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Greetings everyone, I'm Zarek from AIE and this is The Outpost. Your information for the most addicting feature of Warlords, Garrisons. First off, we'll cover basic information about your followers. Followers are NPC companions that you can obtain through quests, achievements, and vendors. Each follower has their own race and class, as well as abilities and traits. Abilities are used to counter enemy threats and garrison missions. Traits, on the other hand, give followers different bonuses, special counters for missions, or allows them to be assigned into a level 2 garrison building. Uncommon followers get one ability and one trait, rare get one ability and two traits, and epics get two abilities and three traits. It is possible to level your followers up past 100 to upgrade them from uncommon to rare and rare to epic. They will then randomly get the additional ability and slash or trait accordingly. Followers can also be assigned to garrison buildings or level 2 or 3 if they have the appropriate profession trait, meaning followers with the alchemy trait can be assigned to the alchemy lab, enchanting to enchanter study, etc. Also, followers with the bodyguard trait will be able to be assigned to your level 2 or 3 barracks. From there you can talk to them and have them join you as they will literally follow you around and fight alongside you. That wraps up this week's segment. Next week, I'll be covering garrison missions. If you have any questions, comments, or otherwise, contact me at zarikenv at gmail.com. Z-A-R-I-K-E-N-V-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, Loktar! Hello, everyone. This is Turbo with news from AIEU and EVE. Some days in EVE, you make the content, whether it be shooting at random NPCs, 
shooting at other players, or even moving Moongu. Then some days, the content comes to you. And this weekend has been a fountain of content, with Hero Coalition, Black Legion teaming up to take out a 146 billion-esque Titan, a 26 billion-esque Aeon, and a 2.5 billion-esque Archon, along with many AIEU members participating in the fights. All of these ships belong to Pandemic Legion, a mercenary group that has been paid to harass Hero Coalition, AIU, and everyone living in Ketch at this time. There have been many fights back and forth between us and PL, and with these most recent kills, brave morale is at an all-time high. But don't expect the fun to end quite so soon. Rumors are PL has a week, if not an entire month, still left on their contract to harass us in Ketch. As always, you can find out more about AIEU on the My Extra Life forum. Also, if you're already part of AIEU, make sure to join Slack and keep an eye on Fleet Up for all the pings and upcoming ops. Finally, you can follow me at Turbo Addiction. And remember, citizens of Eden, stay classy, nerf diplomacy, buff war. All right, next week we'll be talking to Max from Star Wars The Old Republic. So until then, AIE, this is Accuzad. This is Makala. And this has been the AIE Podcast. <laughs>